Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Heavenly Father, once again we thank you this morning. We just exhort your name. We magnify you because you are faithful. And here God will come to receive instruction from you. We want to be taught. We want to be at your feet right now. Grant us understanding. Grant us wisdom. And cause us to see who we are. Precisely the relation to who you are to us as a father. Thank you precious Lord. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Okay so again we want to continue with the root of bitterness. And this is part number two. Last week I tried to give a, a simple definition of the word bitterness and what are the things, the signs of bitterness in your life. I gave you almost about uh, 10, 11 signs, whatever, as to how to know if you are getting into bitterness uh, for uh, against anybody. And so today I'm going to be dealing with a few things, the consequences Relatively, I mentioned part of that last week as well, but uh, let's look further today. Allowing God to teach us from his word. So Hebrews 11, I mean 12 verse number 5. Hebrews 12 verse 15 rather. Hebrews 12 15. See to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. You can put it up there. Praise the Lord. Hebrews 12, 15. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. I tried to start even last week as well. Uh, one of the major consequences of ever carrying the root of bitterness is that you fail of the grace of God. Amen? And that is very dangerous. That is very dangerous. You need to observe that. Okay. So, uh, go to the next verse, which is verse. Uh, okay, no, go with me to Romans. Romans 12, verse 20. We touched it last week as well. Romans 12, verse 20. Therefore, if the enemy hunger feed him, if he thirst give him drink, for in so doing, that shall he pulls of fire on his head. Then the last verse is the key. And he said, Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with what? With good. And I said, these are the two scriptures that we're actually going to be dealing with that much. And so, a bitterness, like I said last week, actually, it means acridity. Literally, I mean, bitterness, just the way it is. And you should understand what bitterness means at this level. So, we, we, when we talk about the spirit of bitterness, you need to, to cast something about that. Spirit of bitterness are the kind of feelings often and again that comes up that can lead to depression 
about what have happened in your life. The spirit of bitterness have feelings that really can lead to depression about the things that have happened in your life, either what somebody have done to you or what you feel life is, the way life is treating you. You become bitter. You've lost money and several other things. The academic is not working the way maybe you expected it. Uh, you, sometimes you feel your parents are not treating you well. Your relations are not dealing with you the way they are supposed to do with you. So you get bitter in your spirit. Now, this leads to depression. It leads to depression. It often comes sometimes from distance past. You know, you're looking back to where you're coming from. And so, because of that, you are unable to let go the things that have happened. By implication, you've developed the spirit of unforgiveness in relation to your past and to what people have done to you. And so, you now move to this place of bitterness. And like I tried to explain last week, most often it hurts you more than even those you are bitter about. And uh, if you keep on thinking about your past, how your, you know, sometimes when you look at people, you always hear the story. People will always tell you, I was abused when I was young. I was abused when I was young. And so what happened if you were abused when you were young? Now you are not young. So why can't you let the past go? Why can't you let the past be? You see Tikkun going on with that, and then something when people are doing, no, 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 you don't do, you see, you don't understand me. If you understand me, you wouldn't do what you're saying now. I was hurt, I was abused, I was this. You always thinking about your past. That is where the spirit of bitterness comes in from. No matter what abuses you received when you were young, it makes no difference now because you are now an old man. Your past should go. Praise the living God. If you don't allow your past to go, the depression will be there, bitterness will be there, and you will never have a forgiving spirit for whosoever abused you when you were young. And I'm going to show you an implication of unforgiving spirit. Is so dangerous. And when you are doing this, you'll be feeling well. You justify yourself. Hallelujah. But you see, in trying to justify yourself, you're already harming yourself. Because I'm going to show you the implication of the consequences of having the spirit of bitterness against anybody, even against life, against your past. Well, ladies, oh, y'all sis, I can't forgive that guy. He broke my heart. Well, your heart is still with you. You just say it was broken. You still have your heart. There was no operation done. Remove your heart and break it to pieces. Your heart is still there. And sometimes you say, well, I can't give my heart to anybody anymore. Okay, keep it. Praise God. You know, I counsel with a lot of people that will tell you, hey, pastor, no, I can't, I can't. I'm finding it difficult. I was okay, you keep it. Keep it and use it yourself. Don't give it to anybody. You understand that? And you will be there just because somebody broke your heart some time ago. Now, somebody 
reasonable, sent by God, who's come to you to take you up as Altomari is. Oh, no, no, no. They broke my heart. Okay, keep your heart. Okay? Well, we always celebrate you keeping your heart. Amen? Praise God. Let me share something with you that Apostle Paul said in relation to the past. Philippians 3, verse 13. Philippians 3, verse 13. Brethren, I can't know myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Forgetting, that's a key point. Forgetting those things which are behind. You got to let loose and let go your past. If you want to make progress in life, if you want to get ahead to where God has for you, if you want to come to the place of joy, happiness in life, you must let your past go. Praise the Lord. If you hold on to bitterness, you'll never be able to experience this. And Paul is saying, I've not come myself to apprehend it. You know what? There are things ahead of me that I need to know, and I'm not going to allow my past to stop me from making that progress. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you know you have a vision, if you know you have a commission, if you know you are somewhere you are actually heading to, that no matter what anybody have done to you, no matter your past, no matter your background, nothing to do with that. You must forget your past and head ahead. Hallelujah. And he said, it's one thing I do, not many things. One thing, because that's what's going to trigger you to your future. Forgetting the past, you must do that. Praise the Lord. So, what really begins bitterness? Or what starts bitterness in your heart? What triggers bitterness in your heart? That spirit of bitterness. Bitterness erupts when we have anger, when we have resentment, and when we start holding on to grudges. Those three things, I want you to know them. Anger, resentment, when you resent people, right? And grudges. If these three things are there in your life, you can avoid being bitter. Bitterness starts with anger. It starts with resentment. You resent people. Either because of what they've done, because of what they said. You hold grudges because of what people have done to you. If you hold these three things dearly any time in your life, bitterness will spring forth. Praise the Lord. The truth of the matter is, all of these three things I just mentioned, which is anger, resentment, and grudges, you hold them against people who have offended you. You understand that? But like I said last week, it's not the people, that, thank you Jesus, it's not the people that suffers, it's you that is suffering. 
Because the other man is already living his, in fact, the common language, the person must have moved on. You understand that? Broke your heart, anything happened, the person has moved on. Now you having anger, you having resentment, you having grudges against the person you claim broke your heart. You are there stuck. The other person is on the move. It's you that suffers. Not the person that offended you. Not the person that hurt you. It's you that have the problem. Hallelujah. And this is because you don't want to forgive. And so you start treating people with hostility and disdain. Now, it spread to other people. Sometimes you see husband and wife have issues and you see the outburst maybe from the husband it could just be because the son or the daughter did something that offended the man and that he transferred this to the woman and why is addressing the man you are your children not your child anymore because you're angry now you you are your children this way you are your children you see what i mean Praise the Lord. And when perhaps the man tried to say, no, I, the woman would say, I know you are actually trying to gang against me, you and your children. When trouble comes, it's you and your children, not your child anymore. So you have anger, you have grudges, you have resentment. It could be against your husband. Like I keep on saying, this already comes in place of relationship. Bitterness will make you break your relationship with anybody. Who should have been very helpful to you in life, but because there's one mistake along the line, you harbor the spirit and you don't want to forgive. And you capitalize it because you want to justify the fact that you have been offended or hurt. It's you that suffers. Praise the living God. And so, Romans 12, verse 19. This is what the scripture says. Romans 12 verse 19. Dear beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto rod, for it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, say the Lord. Avenge not yourself. Don't take responsibility to avenge yourself because of what you feel people have done to you. Leave that to God. If you take the place of vengeance by that simple spirit of bitterness in your life, you already take it the place of God. Vengeance belongs to God. doesn't belong to you. So don't try to pay back. Are we here? Don't try to pay back. Just let it go. Vengeance belongs to who? Belongs to God. He said, vengeance is mine. So, what belongs to God, don't take it. I don't know if you understand what I mean. God said, anything called vengeance belongs to me. You trying to collect God's property. No, you see to me, it's so simple. Vengeance is mine. That's what he said. If he owns a thing, you don't have right to go collect it, except he wants to give it to you. But God is not giving you this aspect. He already given you his son. He's not going to give you vengeance. Don't try to collect it from God. It belongs to God. It's an exclusive property of God. You don't own 
any I mean, you don't, you don't have access to this. This one belongs to God and God alone when it comes to vengeance. Hallelujah. Are we still here? Praise the living God. Vengeance is what is mine. Now, I'm going to be showing you some of the things that happens to you when you begin to harbor bitterness. Amen? You know, in the body, we have uh, a lot of chemical reactions or composition within us. And one of the things that happens in the way you are developing the spirit of bitterness and anger, you are likely to have Osorective, toxic, goitized, high blood pressure. Do I have a message? We know the bird. I can read it. Oh, do you have a message from me? Okay, that's all right. Are you listening? One of the things that bitterness finally gets to do for you is that you could develop ulcer. Praise the Lord. You can develop toxic goiter. You know what that means? Bitterness. You can become ulcerous. You can develop toxic goiter. You can develop high blood pressure. And it's color for that diseases come to your life just because you are bitter. So sometimes prayer can help you in this matter. The only thing that gets you healed is forgiveness. Letting go the spirit of bitterness by way of forgiveness and once that is done that your ulcer can be healed. That your goiter can be healed. That your high blood pressure can literally be coming down just because you doing away with the spirit of bitterness. I'm telling you what bitterness can do to you. Praise the Lord. You see, when you have resentment of bitterness, certain hormones from your pituitary adrenal dialogue glands begin to function in excess. Certain hormones in your body They'll begin to function in excess. And these are the things that cause the diseases in your body. Your pituitary glands, your adrenal, your thyroid glands, all of them begin to function. For the black man, you may not be able to notice, but watch the face of a white man when he's angry. It will turn blue. Have you noticed that? Because there's excess flow. You understand that? Of these hormones on the face. The face will turn literally blue. Some will turn red. Anger. Because there's excess flow of those hormones coming into your face. It will show. For the black man, we don't see that. The only time you notice that is the eyes, the bulge out. You understand that? 
the eye become dilated. Excess flow of those hormones. Because of just anger. Why do you want to kill yourself? Because somebody offended you. Why? Praise God. Are you seeing here? Now these are the things that happens. Think about it. Before somebody takes a magic out, look at the face of that individual. It becomes like an animal. It's the excess flow of those hormones that are not beginning to work in the life of that individual. All because of unforgiveness. You harbor hatred, anger, bitterness. Praise God. No, the question is, why do you want to live that kind of life? Or why will you allow this simple spirit to destroy your life? Why do you want to live continually under the influence of sicknesses and diseases because of just one spirit that you can literally do away with? Just because of one spirit, all that sicknesses will begin to manifest in your body. I mean, it's as dangerous as that. So, we are not joking with this message. This is deliverance for so many of us. Are you still there with me? If only you can come to that place and say, God, even as you forgive me and forgive other people, and you do that from the depth of your heart, you have been delivered from several diseases that unknown to you. How many of you understand? Sometimes people go to the uh, medical doctor, they want to get a check, and they come and say, results say negative, but they are sick. Why is this so? These are the factors. You see, we don't consider this. What's the next thing we say? We say it's witchcraft. Somebody's responsible. Your grandfather is responsible. No. It's your heart. It's your spirit. You just have on the spirit of bitterness. And it's provoking all manner of sicknesses and diseases within your body. Praise God. Watch yourself get angry and see how fast you start speaking. I, I don't know if you follow what I'm saying. You see how fast you start talking. Because you want to pour out your heart. You don't even allow the rest person to talk. Even if person wants to explain, you don't want to give room for that. You are sick. You may not know it, but you are sick. It's a manifestation of sickness. When you, when you want to, you don't allow people to explain anything to you, you are sick or known to you. But you do all of that because you want to justify yourself. Praise God. So, one of the next thing, or the next thing that follows what I'm trying to say, your facial expressions and these muscles on your face. You know how when you're angry or your eyes become dilated or your muscles will begin to overfunction. Do you know that smiles reduces old age even on your face? Because when you smile, this, this ring will be going back. The muscles are going back. But when you're angry, you stretch in them and then you begin to develop Bags on your face. A lot of bags will begin to come up. You get older than your age because of anger. 
because of bitterness. Your face, you see, when you look at your face and you are getting older every day, even though you are using cream, don't know that something is wrong with your spirit. It's so simple. Because these muscles, they are pulling out. Instead of receding, they are pulling out. And so you begin to have bags on your face. Out of bitterness and anger. Take this serious what I'm talking to you. Sometimes you look at the mirror and you see what, what's happening to my face. And then Sunday will tell you, I think my heart is not right somewhere. Are you getting that? Praise the Lord. Unforgiveness leads to fatigue and loss of sleep. Unforgiveness leads to tiredness and loss of sleep. You are tired, but you can't sleep. But you know, ordinarily, when you are tired, you should be sleeping. So, why is it that you don't sleep and yet you are tired? Because of unforgiveness in your spirit. You are bitterness. People ask you, I can't sleep. I don't know why I can't sleep. Oh, you don't know why you can't sleep? And so, but yes, I'm very tired. You sure? If you're tired, you should sleep. So if you're tired and you're not sleeping, then you have unforgiveness, then you have bitterness, then you have anger, you have resentment, you are grudging somebody unto you. That's why you can't sleep. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sleep will not visit. Even if you are inviting them, it will not visit. If you like, take medicine. By the time you wake up, the medicine will work for 30 minutes because the thought and the power of bitterness in your heart stronger than all of those things. When you come back, you are still where you are. Without sadness, no sleep. Why? You have no forgiveness. Hallelujah. No matter how you try to have your unforgiveness, very soon your eyes and your facial muscles will permanently reflect it. And I want you to know that. Why people say, no, 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 no problem. No, 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 no problem. Ah, my brother, are you sure all is well? All is well. But uh, no, don't worry yourself. I am fine. I am fine. Keep on doing fine. Very soon, your facial muscles will tell us that you are not fine. It will first show on your face. It won't be long. It will reflect what is happening on your inside. Permanent reflection of your inward feelings will come out on the face. Amen? Are you following what I'm saying? When I developed blood pressure, 2000 2008, okay, 2007, 2008. When I landed South Africa, it was Dr. Munia. He saw me on the airport. And he said, David, you are not fine. I said, I'm fine. He said, no. It's showing on your face. Nobody ever told me that. He said, it's on your face. Instead of driving me from the airport to the hotel, he took me to a medical doctor. And the man shouted by the time he tested my blood pressure. I said, what do you do? I said, I'm a minister. He said, where are you coming from? I said, from Nigeria. He said, no, you are not supposed to fly with this type of blood pressure. Only God kept you. But I didn't know anything about it. But it showed on my face. 
So no matter how you pretend to be okay now, with the anger and bitterness in your spirit, it will show your face. <laughs> That's where it comes out. You understand what I'm saying? I'm, I'm speaking about practical life. These are daily practical life I'm giving to you. This is actually a kingdom message. You understand what I'm saying now? Practical kingdom is what I'm giving to you. It will show your face no matter how long you pretend to be good. So, instead of, instead of pretending to be good, own up and forgive. Let whoever need to apologize to you, apologize. Those who don't want to apologize, let them be. Live your life. Otherwise, your face will begin to tell that something was wrong on your inside. Amen? Praise the living God. Leviticus 17 verse number 11. Leviticus 17 verse number 11. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. I just want you to take the air part. The life of the flesh is in the blood. What I mean is the marrow the manufacture of blood is in your bones. The bones, the bones that you have, what manufacture the marrow is right inside. That's where life is. The manufacture the blood is in your bones. It's in your marrow. Is that okay? Are you listening to me? So the health of your bones is already determined by your own health. In other words, the health of your bone determines your health. If you are healthy, it means your blood is healthy. It means your bones are healthy. I don't know if I get what I'm talking about. Because the life of the flesh is where? It's in the blood. So if the blood is what controls your life, and the blood is found in your marrow, I mean your marrow is what produces which have to do with the bones, Bitterness has a direct and eventual effect on your bones. That is why you have bone cancers. Are you listening to me? <laughs> Somebody said, Pastor David, are you still preaching the Bible? I'm preaching the Holy Book. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is the Holy Book. Now, this is not a thing of uh, you shall solve it tomorrow, you jump left and right, turn upside down. I'm not talking about that. Practical living. Look at me, Psalm 32, verse number 3. Bitterness has a dangerous, very, very dangerous effect upon your bones. Bitterness has a dangerous effect upon your bones. Psalm 32, verse 3. When I kept silence, my bones waxed what? What do you see there? No. 32.3. Am I correct? Good. When I kept silent, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. My bones waxed old. Something happens to your bone because something is wrong with your thinking, with your heart. 
And when your bones are becoming weak, you know what that means? You have arthritis, you have uh, lubango, you have, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you understand that? Come on, is anybody following what I'm saying here? Your bone is so important to your health. And your bone is alive and functions in relation to the marrow, which forms your blood. And bitterness has a lot of effect on your bones, which are doing with your life. That means you can't be too healthy if you are actually working in bitterness. Praise God. Look at Proverbs 15 verse 30. Oh, glory. Proverbs 15 verse 30. The light of the eyes rejoices the heart. And a good report maketh the bones fat. Now, look at that. A good report maketh the bones fat. How is that going to work? Good report makes you happy. I don't know if you're getting that. Good. So joy sustains you. But when you are bitter, how will the joy come? So instead of your bone being fat, your bone will become lean. Are you there with me? This is Bible. <laughs> are, you, are you see that? The light of the earth rejoices the heart. When you see good things, you feel happy. When you have good news, you get excited. Oh, your eyes. You, you know, sometimes, have you shed tears before? We call it tears of joy. I don't mean tears of sorrow. Tears of joy. You understand that? Look at that. Because you are happy, even your eye will respond in and bring the water. You are happy. Sometimes you laugh to the point you have to clear your face. Because you literally be, be crying in the course of the laughter. But you don't know what is happening in your system. Your bones are getting fat. You are healing your bones. You are healing the cancer in your bones. You are healing your marrow system. But don't be happy. I read this story the other time. There was a man, I mentioned that here some time ago. I went to the US again. But he went to the doctor. He's got elephantiasis. Went to the doctor. They tried the best, they can't, nothing. They said, okay, they have to operate to take off the excesses and all of that. And then, it's not as if they take off the excess, that'll be the end. It will always come back. So, this man saw the doctors more or less like they gave up. And this man was going back home. So, to him, this is going to kill me. So, what more? Let me be happy before I die. So, he bought two CDs of comedy. And so he went back home, plugged the CDs, and we would all be laughing. For him, let me laugh till I die. I don't have any problem again. He has concluded. You listen to the CD, be laughing and all of that. We observe that about a week thereafter that the elephantiasi was coming down. So what's going on? So he went to burn another CD. <laughs> so they can laugh the more. And what's the next thing? The things start drying up. So he went to the doctor. So, so what's going on to me? The doctor said, what happened? Which medicine did you take? So I didn't take any medicine. When I left the hospital the last time you attended to me, I bought CDs of comedy and I've just been laughing because I feel this is going to kill me. So let me be happy till I die. So what healed the man? Joy. 
Hallelujah. You see why scripture say, with joy shall you draw out of the well of salvation. You, you have life when you are happy. Look at it here. Praise God. The light of the hour rejoices the hearts. What we see, good news, makes us happy. And what's the next thing? And good report makes the bones fat. Hallelujah. Instead of the bone drying, the bone becomes fat. Cancer dies. Praise God. Every negative thing that bitterness has incorporated into your bone system can be overcome when you are happy, when you're rejoicing, when you just fill your heart, when you forgive people. Hallelujah. Look at it from the New Living Translation. New Living Translation. Verse 30. A cheerful look brings joy to the heart. Good news make for what? Good health. You see, the, you understand that? Good news make for good health. And good health is connected to your bones, which have to do with what? Your marrow. Leviticus 17 11 again. The life of the flesh. It's in the bones, in the marrow. Hallelujah. Praise God. Life of the flesh is in the blood, and the blood is found in the marrow, and the marrow is found in the bone. And good bones give you good health. So anything that allows your bones to start cracking, you better avoid it. Praise God. Are we still here? Look at me, Proverbs 17, verse 22. Hmm, I like this one. <laughs> Praise God. A cheerful heart is good medicine. But a broken spirit serves a person's strength. Bitterness, broken spirit, saps your strength. But a cheerful heart is what? Good medicine. Not just medicine. The one you buy in the chemist shop is medicine. But good one is a cheerful heart. Can you get the difference? A cheerful heart is a good medicine. So, sometimes, what is it? If you are not fine now, now we say, man, try to be happy. He said, Doctor, Pastor, you don't understand. You, me, happy. You don't understand. I'm telling you, I'm sick. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, yes, I know you're telling me, but I'm saying the medicine I prescribed for you now is what? A cheerful heart. Just be happy. Just rejoice. Just forgive people. Praise God. Are you sitting there with me? You know, sometimes, if you really watch, you have some medical branch of medicine that's called acupuncture, isn't it? Right. They don't do anything other than prick your body with needles. Huh? They prick the veins, the one that connects to your heart, they puncture it, you know, 
put needles in your body and you recover. Where is the medicine? I mean, tell me what happened. It just simply means part of your body are not functioning well and bringing those in, they stimulate it, they respond. The blood begins to flow. Because part of the sicknesses you're actually suffering from is when blood is not flowing to the aspect of your body. Stiffness of the hands, of the legs. It just some veins are not connecting. I mean, no blood flow. So acupuncture man gets the acupuncture spaces. He punches the needles there to open it up and the blood flows and you are healed. They don't do nothing about it. They don't pray. They are not giving you any medicine to take. Why do you think it's working? Praise God. So here, Brother Solomon is recommending one of the best medicines in the world that you can't find in the shop. No chemist has this medicine. This one. No chemist has it. Amen? You can find it anywhere. No medical doctor can prescribe this medicine. But here, it's been prescribed free of charge. You're not paying for it. That's Jesus for you. Amen? Hallelujah. A cheerful heart is good medicine. Anytime, anywhere. Right? But a broken spirit, southward, a person's strength. Can we take it from the message translation? Let's see how it puts it. Time is almost gone again today. A cheerful disposition is good for your health. For your health. Not my own. Your own. Amen? Did you get that? A cheerful disposition. Man, you got to be happy. Be cheerful. No matter what. Be happy. Praise God. Are you sitting there with me? A cheerful disposition. That is a constant life of happiness. Constant. It has to be constant. When you say a cheerful disposition, that means you have to be regularly cheerful. You have to be constantly cheerful no matter what. Say it's good for your head. So don't come back to me tomorrow and say, Pastor, you said we should be happy. I tried to be happy last time. Not the happy. <laughs> That's not what we say now. It's a careful disposition. That means it should be constant. No matter what. I don't know if I'm getting that. So you don't have to be happy today and get bitter tomorrow and happy the next day and get angered the third day. You understand what I'm trying to say? And then you come back and say, but the mercy you prescribed didn't work. No. This medicine is the one you take regularly. Daily and regularly. And then it becomes your health. Very healthy. You're going to be very healthy just taking this medicine or being cheerful. Hallelujah. Gloom and doom have your bones tired or leave your bones what? Tired. Anytime you are in sorrow and pains, your bones are getting what? Tired. That's why I talk about the cancer of the bones. They are getting weak. And that when you go to the doctor, what will they tell you? Get calcium. Huh? <laughs> but Dr. Jesus said, it's not calcium you need. You need a cheerful word, disposition. It's not calcium you need. What will heal your bones is not just the calcium. And I say, 
Pastor David, you're saying we shouldn't buy it. Oh, no, 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 no. Go and get enough supplement for yourself, please. Go get them. Eh? Get enough supplement. I have no problem with that. But what I'm telling you is this. Even in the midst of those supplements, that's why you tell you have to volume before your bones get back. Why? Because you are not happy. You are not cheerful. So in the midst of all the supplements you want to gather, be cheerful. Be happy. No matter what is going on. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. They got a simple thing. Uh, I think, uh, I don't know if I got to stop there. Let me finish with this today. I'll take it off from next week. Proverbs 14.30. Amen. So nothing has such a direct tendency to ruin your health and waste out your life as grief Anxiety, fearfulness, bitterness, hatred, nothing compared to that. This thing will waste your life, literally. A sound heart is the life of the flesh. But envy, the rottenness of what? Of the bones. Hmm? Sound heart. Okay, take it from me. Okay, what is it? Any other translation? Let's see. A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Jealousy is like cancer of the bones. It's clearly written there. That means the bones can have cancer. What's the result? What leads to that? Jealousy. Not be happy. Not be joyful. Not be excited about life. What's the next thing you find? Cancer of the bones. What that supposed to mean? That means the marrow are being reduced in the production of your blood. So the next thing you want to buy blood medicine to drink, a blood liquid, a blood capsule, whatever the case may be. Why? Because your bones are degenerating. Why? Because the marrows, which is the source of your life, is coming down. Are you following me? What is God advising you to do today? Have a peaceful heart. It leads toward healthy body. But anything that has to do with jealousy, hatred, bitterness, anger, for your own good, don't attack them. It's not for anything. It's for your own good. Amen? You want to have a healthy body? You want to be smart looking all the time? Then you got to be cheerful in your heart. You got to be peaceful in your heart. For the Lord will give to you the peace that passes all understanding. He said, my peace have I lived with you. Not as the world gives. I live my peace with you. The peace that Jesus gave to us so that in the midst of trouble, we can still maintain peace. That's the strength of the peace he's given to us. And he said, if you are walking with that peace, you will have a healthy body. But if you have jealousy, you have anger, you have bitterness, what is that? We are talking of the cancer of the bones. That's to say, your marrows are no longer producing 100% the way they're supposed to produce. So you see, your attitude is directly connected to your health. Amen? I think only a few doctors might probably be able to tell you this. Some of the things you're passing through today is directly connected to your life disposition in terms of the joy in your heart. I mean, when you are so heavy in your thinking, you are so sorrowful all the time, 
Guess what? You are draining your own vitality, your own energy. Even if somebody is responsible, it's you that is losing. I don't know if you are getting that. It's you that is losing. I was discussing with a friend recently, and he made a statement, and he said, Pastor David, I have learned one thing. This guy lost good money in business. You know, invested in good business. Not, not scamming. You know, no more agricultural agency. You know, and then he lost so good amount of money because of the flood. And then we're discussing and he said, no. I have prayed about it. And I like to live with contentment. I'm investing now because I want to pursue money. But I think, I said, yeah, there was a need for investment. There's nothing wrong with that. You understand that? So, but I've learned to be contented at whatever level I am. That's a major message to every one of us. I'm talking about somebody that lost millions in an investment, good investment. But because of the flaw, the whole rice farm land were washed away. So lost all that money. But he's happy. He's contented with life. If you get sorrowful, drain yourself with bones, cancel off the bones, and you die. I want me not to come back. It's not going to come back. It's your children that are going to suffer. It's your wife that is going to become a widow because of your thinking. Because the pains you're feeling because of money. But can I tell you what? Wherever your money has gone to, it's going to come back to you. Hallelujah. As long, and that's what people say, when there is life, there is hope. No only hope, there is success. As long as there is life. Hallelujah. What am I offering you this morning? Free medicine. And what is a free medicine? Being cheerful, being happy, being excited about life. Know that Jesus came to save you and he gave you life and he wants you to have it more abundantly. We need life and it comes from Jesus. Rejoice. Paul we say, and I say what? Rejoice. When your joy is there, man, your bones are going to be strong, your life will be strong, and God will continue to minister to your life. Praise God, somebody. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org. God bless you.